Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Perfect Gentleman podcast. I'm James Marwood and I'll be your host today as we talk a little bit about some of the things that have been in the news around uh, our topics of, of, of gentlemanly behaviour, style and uh, looking after yourself over the past, the, the past week or so. And as you'll know from the previous episode, which I'm sure you've listened to, episode 74, where I talked about summer suiting. As we're all starting to come out of, of, of lockdown, people are starting to spend a little bit more time and attention on, on what they're wearing. A lot of us, me included, have been spending far more time in jogging bottoms and shorts and, and t-shirts and hoodies over the past 16, 17 months. And some really interesting information um, from from the Sourcing Journal, which is a uh, sort of market intelligence uh, organization and blog on sales of suits in New York and California. So areas that were early into lockdown and early out of it. They're starting to see quite a lot of, pardon me, quite a lot of, of, of increase in uh, tailored apparel and casual suiting. So they're the categories they use what do they mean? Well, tell you the parallel is, is basically your traditional suits. Casual suiting are the sorts of summer suits I was talking about in the, in the last episode. Lighter colours, slightly looser or less constructed manufacture, and uh, lighter cloths generally, linen, silk, seersucker, silk blends, things like that. And it's interesting, I think, in how we're approaching those. So there are increasing amounts of, of focus on slightly stretch materials. So, so Levi's, for example, have started doing um, stretch chinos, uh, stretch khakis, and they're focusing on those in a way that they haven't for quite a while. You're also seeing that in, 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 in suits. You're seeing more and more suits in, in the high street stores that have a little bit of stretch to them. Now, some of us need that because if, like me, um, you've put a bit of weight on over, over lockdown, you need that little bit of stretch to be to be comfortable. But also, I think it's as we've um, spent all that time in joggers and shorts and, and, and track suits that we're starting to feel a little bit uh, more comfortable, want a little bit more comfort in our, in, in our clothing. You can absolutely do that in tailored clothes, well-cut suits, well-cut jackets, trousers, either casual or, or, or formal, can all be really comfortable. And actually, I would argue, often are much more comfortable than jeans because of that stretch. But one of the ways that cotton, for example, has always been a difficult, a difficult cloth to work with for, for suits because it doesn't stretch in the same way that the wool do, the wool does. By adding a little bit of, of lycra or, or, or other synthetic materials to a, to a suit or to a pair of trousers, be that cotton or, or, or wool, you can increase the amount of stretch and therefore increase how comfortable it is and often at the same time increase how resistant it is to creasing, which is all, all to the good. And seeing this news of more men choosing to buy that sort of casual suiting, to be a little bit more playful, hopefully, with with the, the, how they incorporate tailored clothing into their wardrobe is, is only a good thing. You know, I, I, I love a good suit, but equally I love to wear less formal, but still slightly tailored clothing 
in my uh, in, in my casual way. So, uh, for example, this this past weekend, I went out for for, for 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 drinks with my with my partner. Loads of guys I saw wearing just jeans and t-shirt, which is always a shame when they're with partners who who are dressed up. I think it's 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 much more respectful for me to dress up a little bit as as my partner does. So if she's making sure to have her makeup and her hair just right and she's getting her clothes right to go out, I want to do the same. So I went with uh, a pair of relatively uh, dressy chinos. So like tan colour, sort of, well, sort of dark brown chinos with a little bit of stretch, uh, flat front, so they are relatively casual. But they, they, they were smarter than a pair of jeans and smarter than a pair of combats or something like that that you might choose as an alternative. And I paired that with a, a polo shirt and, um, and, and a casual jacket. So the, 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 the polo shirt was a, a long sleeve polo. It's always slightly more, more formal. One with a, a slightly larger than normal collar. Um, so it's a collar that will stand up better under a jacket and not be not be squashed down. It's a little little bit larger. You're talking maybe just an eighth of an inch larger than on a on a standard polo shirt, um, but it's also slightly stiffer and um, without a logo in a in a relatively uh, small color. So, so this one was a was a dark red, um, which is just a color I really like for that sort of evening. Not quite formal, not quite informal. Smart casual, I guess you could call it. And uh, paired that with a, a, a jacket, which was a, a Harrington uh, jacket. So a very casual style, but one that works well with chinos and works well with, can work well with jeans, but equally can work with more formal trousers to make a, a an overall less formal outfit. I'm seeing more and more of that sort of thing. And, and, and this um, uh, report from, uh, from, from the Sourcing Journal really suggests that that's the... That the, the more men are playing with that, which is all to the good. Really happy to see that. Another thing that's cropping up all over the place, so you'll see it in GQ, you'll see it in uh, Sainsbury's magazine, and lots of others, uh, are articles about summer skincare. Um, and I know Zach has talked about that recently when he was talking about grooming, but I want to add some of my thoughts to, to that. And it's easy, I think, to get sucked into these uh, these articles that give very prescriptive advice and say, you must do this or you must do that, or this is the brand to buy. Um, and often they're suggesting really expensive brands and you could send, end up spending 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds on, on some moisturizer because that's the, the best to get. And I want to give some of my thoughts from my from my experience. Um, and so I, I, I often I, I have... Uh, what is uh, often referred to as problem skin or troubling skin. I'm prone to to, to rashes and prone to eczema. Um, my skin's quite quite ruddy naturally because of my fair colouring, and I don't do well in in sunlight. I don't I don't tan. I uh, I just I just burn. So I have to be really careful with with this sort of stuff. And so I go with um, well, I start with a, a traditional. Um, sort of two, two, two approach. So that is washing twice a day, moisturizing twice a day, and then exfoliating twice a week. Relatively basic. And if you're looking for where to start with a skincare routine for summer or winter, that's that's the place to start. Wash in the morning, wash in the evening, moisturize, 
after you've washed and and then exfoliate a couple times a week. And exfoliating just means you're using a, a scrub of some kind. Um, chemical scrub, physical scrub, doesn't really matter. Um, but I don't think you need to get too carried away with 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 brands. Um, I would tend to look at things at, at, at brands that are not hugely expensive because you're going to be using this every day and you don't want to be spending huge amounts of money every time. Um, but also ideally brands that don't have lots of harsh chemicals in um, or, or that are going to really dry your skin or make your skin really oily with the moisturiser. I really like brands like uh, Number 7, which is uh, a, a British brand. brand. Um, very, very reasonably priced. L'Oreal, some of their L'Oreal men's stuff can be a bit spendy, but it's mostly okay. But also recently, I've been using loads of stuff from uh, from Harry's, which is an American shaving company. Um, and they do really good, really reasonably priced uh, moisturizers, for example. Their daily moisturizer, it's great, it's like seven, six, seven pounds, I think I paid for it. And it will last me probably, one small bottle will last me easily two, three months. It's a very small investment, you know, pennies a day. So that's, that's if you like, the, 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 the basics. But as it comes into summer, we need to be careful about the moisturiser we use, especially those of us with fair skin, but actually anybody, you know, even, even um, guys with really dark skin who, who either tan really easily or who just naturally uh, don't burn, you still need to be careful of the damage that sun can cause. And that means you want to be getting a moisturiser with, uh, with some sun protection, with an SPF. Now, I tend to go quite high because I burn really easily. SPF 15 at a minimum, more usually 30. You don't maybe need to go that high. You can experiment and find out what works with your, with, with your skin. But I would really strongly recommend finding a moisturiser that has an SPF in it. And that will both prevent you, uh, protect you from, from burning, but also will deal with and, and, and manage some of those long-term harmful effects of, of the sun on your skin. Can lead to things like melanoma and skin cancer, which we definitely don't want, but also can lead, lead to premature aging and make your, 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 your wrinkles and blemishes in your skin look uh, stronger than they actually are. And so the simple... Uh, change of, of, of switching your moisturiser or adding a moisturiser with it with some protection factor can make a big difference. So I really strongly recommend that. And if you're looking to extend out from that 222 routine, you know, you could add in things like eye creams. I tend to do that because my eyes often have, uh, have dark smudges under them. I'm just naturally prone to it. I can sort that right out for me. You can look at uh, a toner and putting a, 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 a tone in between your 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 wash and your moisturiser, cleanse, tone and moisturise. Ask your girlfriend or your mum about that, she'll know all about it. Um, and also I think what's quite useful to do is maybe switch your evening moisturise for a, for a night cream. Um, chances are your, your, your mum, your girlfriend, the girls you work with, they will all do this anyway. You can use the same moisturiser as, 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 as them, but men's skin tends to be a little bit thicker and a little bit more robust and less naturally smooth than the, the ladies' skin. You know, we, we, we don't have, um, our bodies don't, don't, don't 
have the same hormones that make for that fine, smooth skin. So we need to give the little bit extra care. And that's where a, a night cream that's geared towards men can make can make all the difference. Um, I also, for the last couple of months, have been using Harry's night cream. A little bit more expensive. It was, I think it's about £30 for a, for a jar. That jar will probably last me all year. Um, but it's great. It's working really well for me. I had to experiment with it with a, with a couple of different kinds to find one that I really liked. You can do the same. Strongly recommend it. Give it a go. So that's it. That's really how to deal with those those summer skincare um, articles. But take the useful elements from them. Don't get sucked into buy this brand, buy that brand. Experiment with a few brands. Find what works for you. But you don't need to spend a fortune. Okay. And then the final thing in, in, in the news that I saw that I thought was really great and really good to see um, was, as you're probably aware, at the moment, the, the European Championships are going on, the European Football Championships. Um, and it led to the first time in, in a long time, as long as I can, uh, first time for as long as I can remember, to um, England-Scotland matches in a competitive cup. Um, so England and Scotland are historically great rivals, historically, politically and militarily, but in recent years, that's mostly been around around sport. Um, England have usually had the advantage and have, have had most of the running in the in, in the football games, or at least have generally been considered to have a better side. Um, that didn't really prove to be the case in their recent matchup, where despite the fact that they're an England fan, I think we were we were lucky to get a draw. In, in that game, I was really pleased to see the Scotland team play their hearts out, and I think the England team could uh, could learn a bit from that. But what was especially great to see was the day after the match, on the Sunday morning, Scottish fans, uh, and not not a small number, but a significant proportion of Scottish fans, out in in Leicester Square, where they all been all been uh, gathered and celebrating, picking up rubbish. Not the sort of thing you expect to see from football fans. You know, we saw things like that from the from the Japanese in the World Cup, and it was remarkable. You know, seeing those Japanese fans picking up the litter as they left the stage and leaving the place spot, spotless. Seeing the the Scots do that in in Leicester Square on the Sunday morning after the team have had a, been really unfortunate to get a draw, and where they've probably had a fair bit to drink the night before, as most football fans would have done. You know, getting up in the morning and doing that sort of thing was just fantastic to see. So my hats are my hat is absolutely off to the Scottish fans who did that. They're the guys who who are great ambassadors for Scotland, great ambassadors for Scotland, great ambassadors for football, great ambassadors for the whole of the UK. Great to see more of it, please. And if any England fans are listening, we should do the same thing. That's it for me talking about the news. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Do let me know if you have any comments or, or thoughts on this. Uh, the social media is linked below, whether P Gentlemen in, in both most areas. I'm usually uh, at Marwood or at Marwood Chap on, on Twitter. You will find me uh, through any of those. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there are other things you'd like me to take a look at. And also, let me know what you're doing for the summer. I'm really keen to see some summer looks, see the suits you're wearing, see how you're mixing, uh, tailoring into your casual wardrobe, especially if you're going to any events and how you're getting on from lockdown living. And if you're like me in, 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 in joggers and T-shirts for, for months into more stylish wear. Anyway, have a great week. Take care.